Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. Hey, right. Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now we kick it. You ever feel like this is a bit of a confessional? Being like in we, here? we come in here and this is what we do. You ever been in a confessional? No. Like because you don't go to church or No, but that's a level of, of Catholicism that I don't I don't roll with. Is that the only level? Yeah, there's a lot of dogma that I just kind of go, ah, it sounds like a headache. By the way, chapter 31 of the Audio Fun Bag podcast, all brought to you by Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. Give them a call, 770-451-5057. They can restore all your vintage audio and video gear, along with a lot of other stuff around the house. And hard ice vodka freezies, rawr! So we uh, we found the uh, vaccine for COVID. That's cool. Hard ice vodka freezies. Somebody's going to sue us at some point. I'm just saying... Damn it, I'm on TV again. Would you turn off? I can't do this. See, you don't like it. See, uh, the first time that this camera was on, because now the Chuck, Oliver, the Chuck Oliver show is now on Twitch. And it's under the Chris Landry channel. So if you want to watch it noon to two live, you can watch it. I feel like one of those cool guys on ESPN radio. Like, Golik here for Go Long Extends. Yeah. That I can see myself while I'm talking. Does it make it more awkward? It's very distracting. I got to be honest. When you're that handsome and you keep looking at yourself you're, you're like, oh, over and over I again. I just want to do me. I would. By the way, I'm having a really shitty week right now. If you I can't know. tell. Can, can I bring that up in just a moment? I'm very nasally. Yeah, go ahead. But I want to start with this. Yeah. So it's pouring here in the battery. Yes, porn in porn. Which means that we have our first rain delay show. <laughs> I can't call in. You know I know. That. Do we want to tell people about management? Because we covered a little bit about... Didn't we air the entirety of that bit during one of these? Yes, it was a... a we did the entire monologue of Sal, but it was an eight-minute bit that I think we turned into about 15 minutes of Radio Gold with... Because Matt had never heard... Matt had, did not hear it live. Right. You heard it in the car when I... I'm sorry. When Sal got to like 25 outs. And then... And then you took over as Barbara. And Kevin... Who actually like runs the whole network called in to prank his own network as yeah. as the old guy from Family Guy. To be fair, we all kind of pranked our own network. And the fun part was none of us talked about it. Like we didn't plan it. It was one of us heard somebody and then it, it started the chain reaction. Like the only thing that we've ever planned out. We were on our way to Legacy on Lanier, and you and I realized when the front row was gonna run screenless and ask you about your the favorite <laughs> ballparks you've been to. That is the only time that you and I called each other and said, let's call right now. Eight, no, that's not oh, true. Oh, wait, never mind. Nick and Chris. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the, tell these the stories. The day Mark Richt got fired. Yes, that's Saturday. That was a, no, it was a Sunday. It was after the Georgia-Georgia Tech game. He okay, was you're fired right, you're on right. Sunday, and they you're were right. working the NFL show, and you called me, and you were like, hey, they're doing open lines. They need to pay for this. That's how both of your calls have gone. Hey, Front rows doing open lines. Make them pay for this, Hoyt. As a radio man, <laughs> the idea of throwing open the phone lines to anything and everything. Carlos Medina, defender of all bad radio. I just get frustrated because to me it feels like there's a lack of planning. But in, in the case of Mark Rick going down, I get it. Like, that's what you do. Hey, no, we'll get your thought. Let's roll. And so that was the first time in which it was Sal. That was the first appearance of Sal. That is correct. You were Joey. And I was Joey. And both of us were doing bad fake Italian accents. And so what I, did, I started off with, with, 
Robert Loja in Over the Top? Outstanding. Second question. How much do you bench? <laughs> how much you guys bench in these days? Yeah. Thanks, I'll oh, hang no, up no. and listen. It was, how much use two's guys bench in these days? I'll hang up and listen. And then you immediately followed that up with Robert I Deloach. I don't know what that guy was talking about. And secondly, I want to get back to the Mark Rick thing. How much do you think Mark Rick could bench? So you try to act like that guy's full of it. I don't know what he's talking about. He's a prank caller. Let's get back to the true stuff. Mark Rick, how much do you think he can bench? And then they went round and round about how much they thought Mark Rick could bench. So that's why you always have to be a little bit hesitant and questioning Open lines. Okay, you said you can you can defend them doing open lines after that. What about the other one? Four, the two, other three, one. One six eighty. What's your favorite ballpark you've been to? And so you and I both call each other up. <laughs> no, you call me. I call you. I'm sorry. I called you and said they're going open phone lines. <laughs> Let's call in. And all and you were the first one that got through. And you specifically told me I go do I go fake accent, which I like. I do like three fake accents, which you can still tell they're me, but whatever. And you go, no, you play it straight and just use your actual voice. Because use a different name, but use your actual voice. Which is why you hear Sandra go, Brian Hoyt. Hoyt. Yeah, because what was the park you said you'd been to? It was either PNC Park in Pittsburgh or HPV Field in Richmond. And what did I say? I said Syphilis Stadium. There, so the guy, the caller in between you and I yeah. goes, been there three times, Wrigley Field, and Snake's like, all righty. <laughs> and then you go, been there two times, guys. Toughest place to play, Syphilis Stadium. And the Syphilis Stadium <laughs> was like, oh, Lord. And there's a layout afterwards, and Snake's like, maybe we'll start screening these callers. That would have been a decent plan. <laughs> would have been a decent plan. <laughs> You're such a radio snob. I sure am. Which is funny because we do crappy radio all the time. Yes, but it's professionally crappy. Like, we actually plan. That is true. We do. We we plan on being really shitty. Yeah, we plan on how bad this is going to be. Like, the next thing I have written down is Nanny Goes Down. Oh, yeah. Which is all about your house and what your week has been like. It Please. takes down. The nanny is like the, the Achilles heel. Yeah. Nobody can. Once you, If you've got one. <laughs> everything goes down. Everything goes down She's if it goes. She's the cornerstone of the period. Period? Holy shit, my mind is wow. everywhere right now. Pyramid. I hope she hears about this. <laughs> if you take it down. I only think about your periods. Yeah, so Nanny called. Colton had, Colton's the youngest one. He's like 18 months. Is I'm pretty sure he's like two years now, but I just keep calling him 18 months. And he went to school, got sick because they haven't been there since, what, March? March. So they have no antibodies anymore. So he gets sick, gives it to the Nanny, who then gives it to Lisa, and now I've got it. And now Grayson's got it. But the problem is when the nanny goes down, I don't know who the hell to get to watch the kids. I'm certainly not watching these kids. And your wife actually has a real job. So, so yeah, I had to take yesterday off because the nanny decided to call out sick. <sighs> I can't do the at-home, stay-at-home thing. Is your wife not back into an office yet, or is it strictly straight from home? Never been in an office, always Ever. straight from home. Okay. Everything is video, and they were ahead of it before... I guess COVID and Zoom and everything else took off. But here's my problem. I'm now sick, as you can tell, I'm nasally, everything else. Between that, getting COVID, my machine crashed today during Hey Matt, so that crapped out. I'm dealing with a lot of serious shit, and I'm pretty sure the Lord's just looking at me like I'm Job right now, and basically like... How many things can I throw at you and see if you're still thankful? The fact that I went through COVID, I should not be getting sick. I should not just have the average cold at this point. I should be immune to everything at this point. I tried to tell you. 
Tell me you, nothing. You don't, you don't want to listen. What? Take a lot of vitamin C. Just, you know, sometimes dietary things are... I'm not turning vegan. Healthy. I'll be cold. You're going to get no, sick, No, I'm too. just saying just a little bit more fruits and vegetables. That's all. Just build up a little bit of immunity. I'm not saying for you to stop eating meat. I'm just saying, like, hey, have a banana here and there. That's all. <laughs> banana has potassium. There's no vitamin C in it. Have an orange juice with it. <laughs> like, I brought you because you were hungry today. God, I'm, I'm struggling. I got you a little colon clogger. It was a little black bean burrito. Is that what's going to happen to me? Because I already have diarrhea. It'll help you. It'll clean you out. Okay. Like, you're going to go a few times. But that's kind of the idea. Just, just you know, just help yourself out a little bit. You want me to make all these lifestyle changes. No, I don't. I just, I just want you to mix in a banana. But when you eat it, do it very seductively you, and slowly. You are so like my work and wife. Make, and make noises like, ho, oh. ho, ho. Like eventually you're gonna buy me like a gym membership like she did. And no, you're I'm gonna not gonna do that. Personal trainer lessons and everything else, and I'm gonna have to start shunning you as well as her. I'm not gonna do that. This is entirely up to you. I'm just saying that when you snack, just snack a little differently. You're Help yourself out. Me tofu burritos. I did, didn't I? What'd you think about that one? Or was it was it a tofu hamburger? I got you. So I've, I've done the Impossible Burger, but that's not. Whatever that, that that I don't get worked up about. I'm sorry. It was a sugar-free, gluten-free cookie. Yes, yeah, so I got you one of those, and I ate the entire thing and told you, if this was a real cookie, it'd be crappy. It'd be a shitty cookie. But the fact that I know it has no sugar and it's gluten-free, I'm like, it's an all right cookie, and it lacks lactose. It does. no dairy, and you went as long as I know <laughs> that I'm eating something that is. Not a cookie, but tries to act like it's kind of a cookie. Okay, not bad. But if you would have handed me, Hoy, this is straight out of the oven. I just baked this and handed it to me. I'd be like, dog, you need to recheck that recipe. Right. It would have been the worst cookie that you could have possibly had. No, I get that. By the way, did you see uh, the girls we talked to last week had their picture come out? Their senior picture together? Yeah, they did their senior picture together. So uh, that has gotten a very... We've now had listeners tweet us and say that there are either which team they're on. I told you that blonde was hot. I'm a blonde man all the way. Except for when I have a blonde and then I want a brunette. Like, Lisa just dyed her hair. Do they dye it? No, they highlight it, right? They highlight it. They dye it if it's, like, gray. So now she's blonde, which I was so wanting a blonde, but now that she's blonde, I'm like, eh, kind of want brunettes again. I think that's just nature, though. We just want what we can't have. I think you just want something that's dynamic and brunettes, you go, oh, I want it to be lighter, and they can lighten it up. And blondes, you're like, oh, I want it to be darker, and they might darken it up a little bit. Then there's like the redhead, which you kind of go like, ooh, there's always something dynamic and dangerous about you. Yes, but nobody marries the redhead. You just do the redhead one time. I think that's how that, you Is that, married, how that works. I'm pretty sure you were married a redhead though, huh? Auburn haired. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> Sorry, Allie. Not, not redhead. It's auburn headed. Sorry, Allie. But that's why I say it's the, the redhead is the unicorn. She is. Now, some of them might be crazy because there's not that many of them. It's it's kind of like deer, you know, spikes, where they're inbred, so they only have two short horns, and you know you got to, like, harvest them and get rid of them because they'll mess with the population. Redheads are kind of the same thing. Did you just compare redheads? To, I'm lost. To spike deers? Yeah. yeah the, well, I'm just saying the genetics are messed up. So you, you got to <laughs> deal with it. That's all I'm saying. All right, coming up next. I have foggy brain right now. And I'm still on TV. We Where's the remote? Oh, we right need here. to get this college football situation under control because it keeps changing. That's coming up next on the Audio Fun Bag. It's now time for a classic Audio Fun Bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. 
Let's start with that small issue, and uh, we'll we'll get things warmed up here in this section. And Art down on the frozen tundra and way over there <laughs> with uh, with his wireless microphone, and we're going to have issues with that probably because of the wind and the distance. But Art, what's your town center Nissan key to this one? Well, I- yeah, going to have yeah. some problems with that mic over there. I don't. Yeah, we're going to have to move you a little bit closer, Art. Unfortunately for uh, for. Our listeners and you, we're going to have to move you a little bit closer here so that we can get you back in range. So there was that. It's just, I, you want another one? You got another one? You may have another one. Here's another one. You have another one. Give it to me. Let's check in with Art down on the sidelines. Art, the kicks have become a bit of an adventure here in the early going of this one for Kennesaw State. Yeah, a product of... Uh, We need to get you to turn where you're facing us. Are right, having some problems with your connection? There we are. Gosh. And we'll get back down to you in just a couple of moments here as Maxwell and company go back on the field. By the way, where are you on spanking? Were you spanked as a kid? Welcome back, Chapter Thirty One, the Audio Fun Bag Podcast, all brought to you by. Hard ice vodka freezies. So hard. And Norman's Electronics, 770-451-5057 or neiusa.com. Coming up in our third segment, I believe we have a little bit of an audio treat for people. What is it? You and I were laughing, and we may have even aired portions of it before, but you and I were laughing so hard about the fake liners bit. Oh, I decided, yes. I was like, we got to bring it back, because you and I kept joking around about Plantation BA, who now does not go by that name anymore. Yes, after the whole BLM thing, he decided to change as well. Brandon Adams no longer wanted the joke that we would always associate to him that, oh, look, he wears a seersucker suit. It's it's Plantation Brandon. He's like, I don't like this nickname. He never liked it before. He especially doesn't like it now. Well, what did you have the ghost of Larry Munson asking him about? About his spanking and also about, oh. Is he willing to accept African-American people? If if they're not carrying the football for him. (laughs) Which Brandon's like the sweetest dude in the world. That's that's another audio bit that we'll have to do. I don't even know where the ghost of Larry Munson is. Do you know where it is? <laughs> I do. I have it. Okay, we, we need can to play we need it on that. the next one. Okay, we there need was, to air that. There were so many bits. It that... was hey, be, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go now. <laughs> and it was always you like you stop this... looking at those nudie magazines. And it was always like this little hint of, I think he sounds like he's in heaven. Maybe he's not. <laughs> I don't know. And Ba would always because. Okay, we all have this mythological thing that we believe is in the afterlife, whether it's Buddha or Gandhi or... <laughs> you refer to it as mythology. Or, okay, yes, or Jesus and God. But for B.A., you know, obviously... He, he imagines an afterlife of, of Ray Goff and Larry Munson and Herschel in the future. The best part was, so you guys would do these on Saturday when it was you and B.A. doing the Saturday show, right? Right, and what we would do is I would get this guy, Will Long, friend of ours for a long time, used to work with him at 790 and here. Who was not good at very many things. He was like the Dan Matthews of the times. But he was incredible because he would go to bed at night listening to... Georgia football calls like that was his thing as a kid was listening to Larry Munson and his great calls Uncle Larry so he got used to being able to mimic the voice and the calls and everything else so when he did it around us one time and I think it might have been you and I both perked up and we're like what the hell like, that's really good we're like that's really good he's he's he'd been doing it for years and it turned into how can we use this for evil so it's almost where in a, in a way that virtual Chuck started virtual Larry was around before virtual Chuck and so on Saturdays, 
Virtual Larry would have these conversations with BA. And it was fantastic, the back and forth, because every once in a while, Virtual Larry, instead of just having a conversation, would just randomly throw it down to Virtual Lauren on the sidelines. <laughs> back to you, Lauren. Like, no, no, he's not. He's not Lauren, here. What do you got? No, no. He's, he hasn't come up here yet. Do we need it? We don't have access to it. It's over in the other studio. Otherwise, uh-huh. otherwise, I'd say like, okay, maybe we run that in segment three. Or maybe we just do that next week. Next week. That's a tease ahead for that. So I wanted to bring this up in this segment before we get to uh, the fake liners and that fun that we used to do. You didn't tell me if you were spanked as a kid. Uh, I think maybe once or twice. Okay. I, I remember one time um, disrespecting mom, and so that got dad uh, in the yeah, belt. Yeah, that. like when I was like six years old, seven years old, something like that. But I don't really recall... Any kind of regular, like, hey, I was uh, I was slapped on the butt because I did this. I'm not obviously going there, but with a four-year-old redhead, who we all know what comes with four-year-old boys and redheads. Yeah. Tempers. I don't know what else to do other than timeouts that work. There has to be some sort of, I don't want to say incentive, but you got to get them to where they realize that there's rewards and things for good and bad behavior. It's just, and it doesn't change. Like, my nine-year-old... There are times when she is a pain in the ass when it comes to like, hey, we're going to volleyball camp or we're doing these sort of things. Then we realize that in a pandemic situation where it's not like you can be like, hey, you got five bucks. You can go spend it when we go to the mall or spend it when we go to whatever store. It's now turned into if you do this and you take care of these chores and you do that, then it's Robux or V-Bucks or whatever game she's playing. And so that's kind of become this system where she now associates good behavior going along with things with rewards and stuff she likes doing. So not bad behavior with punishment, but good behavior with I'm getting something in the end. Encourage it. But And bad behavior for us comes back to, okay, well, then that's that's not happening. Um, We're going to take away access to these certain things. So it doesn't ever become physical. It just becomes I'm disappointed and now you don't get to do this, which is something you typically like to do. Thank you. Just this the way we go about now it. Now on to your thing. I'm sorry. I just had to get that off. My the Big Ten. <sighs> so they released a statement today. Yeah. Finally, eight days later, that here are the things we're concerned about. It should not take you eight days to come up with your logic if from day one you had a logical stance. Sorry. Continue. Have you come around to my? No, thinking? I don't want to come around to your thinking. But yes, it, it it. And then to hear your your football lord and savior, Chris Landry, who then told you, "Listen, this goes much higher than this. This is so political. You know, this look at who's running these states and look what they decided to do. You're not playing football. If the medical data, if the medical data was there, then you should have been transparent from day day one, which is all that Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, all the coaches are asking for. Give us which, a, give us a reason. Which is now what the players and the players' parents are asking for. So, which is why they're planning on showing up at the league offices. Which is why I don't understand. Like, if I come home one night and I tell Lisa, like, "Hey, I ended up doing this," I don't have to give her my. I I, I can't give her my reason eight days later why I came home late. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, you have like, to do it in, in the moment. Here is the reason why I made this decision. This is Kevin Warren speaking, correct? Yes, this is Kevin Warren who released a statement, and the, the the things that he points out, they're valid. They're they they concerned with their contact tracing. Can we do this effectively? They're concerned with, and this has not been a challenge for anybody else, especially anybody of the rich schools. They're concerned about getting tests. Okay, fine. They're concerned about accuracies of tests. Okay, fine. But that's why there's a multitude of tests for all these people. The thing that 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 does point out in a rather flimsy fashion, is the reason why the Pac-12 and the Big Ten decided, 
not to move forward. They had pointed out the potential heart issue. Then they have to admit within that that open letter that it might be kind of flimsy. But they were long. But still, we have long term concerns about this, even though the data we use, they acknowledge is not good data. The the idea that things can come from this, there can be long term problems, there can be whatever, which I don't know how you want to look at it, because some doctors say there are some doctors say they aren't. And they go with football in general, though. We, we have long-term issues with CTE, with concussions, with things like that. We're still playing. Like, like to me, it's ultimately it's a risk-reward kind of system. Are you dealing with risk? We, we try to weigh out what are those risks. There are risks in foot, inherent risks in playing football in general, but we still play. The players go in knowing about those inherent risks. The coaches know, and granted, the coaches are going to have more risks than they've ever had before. Like, Absolutely. Nick Saban never had a risk coaching on the field. Obviously, Nick Saban in the age demographic he is now, he deals with those risks. But along with personal responsibility goes freedom of choices, free, freedom of whatever you want to do. And if those players are willing to taste the, take the risk, at some point the schools need to say, okay, we're, we're willing to go. I, you're seeing everybody sign waivers at this point. Vanderbilt signed waivers three weeks ago that we're willing to risk this and waive our liability, basically, that we know it is a risk. The Big Ten, and again, Kevin Warren did this, with that statement, basically said that that fall sports will not be revisited in terms of a postponement. Okay, this is where these at some point they got to start fighting dirty. The players do, and the parents do, and turn this into what it really needs to be turned into. I, I, I covered this a little bit on Eleven Alive. I did an entire tweet thread on this. You need to get into the politics of it. You need to, they're playing dirty. You got to start playing dirty because right now they have the moral high ground because they're hiding behind. Correct. The, of, of the, testing, the testing, the testing. You need to turn it into you're denying opportunity to young men, predominantly minorities. And I know you can roll your eyes at that because you don't agree with it and I don't, but you need to use the language of this of these people here's and the, use it against them. Here's the problem. What power, and when I say the players, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten players, what power do they have if there is no sport? What power do they have? What 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 hand do they hold at this point if there is no football? They and, have nothing. And, and that's why you're not. They're going to strip away your power, your player empowerment, the thing that was going to allow you to do these things. You need to start getting down in the dirt with these people and say, "This is what you're doing," and make it. And I, I tweeted this out. I'm not afraid to say this. Start pointing out the hypocrisy of. You have activist white students allowed to tear things down on campus, but you will not allow me to elevate my future career. Start putting it out that way. And that's going to speak their language. And that is the, the one chance. The one chance they have is to get in the political mud with them. That's the only way because no amount of no amount of waivers, no amount of petitions, no amount of we're going to show up and, and voice our concerns. None of that's going to get football over there. Now, we're going to have football everywhere else, but the Big Ten ain't happening. All right. Who's the biggest name right now in the Big Ten from a player standpoint? Uh, Probably Justin. Okay. What does Justin gain by doing that? By getting down on the mud and play? I, I, I'm oh, serious I know, about I know. that. It, he it, gains nothing. In fact, he probably hurts his status when it comes to the NFL draft because of that. This has to be a collective group of people that decide to start saying these things. And, mo- and, and most importantly, tweeting them. Because Twitter is not reality. Twitter is about altering perception. Twitter is not the place to go to get a consensus. But it scares the shit out of these people in politics, especially on that end. Scares the hell out of them. I think a lot of these players in those conferences have 
have too much to lose, if that makes sense, to to try to do this. And and you know what? That goes for anything. But the anything freshman receiver truly... who just showed up on campus at Ohio State, who's a four or five star, he's not damaging anything. In fact, there's going to be a point where somebody in an NFL front office is going to say, you decide to take on the conference? Yeah, because we thought something was that was happening was not right. You're right with that, but the freshman receiver also has two more years of eligibility or three more years of eligibility before they go into the draft. So why would I taint what I have of a small career for the rest of what I have? Because you are aligning with your coaching staff, your coaches, your university, your athletic directors. You are putting yourself out there in the interest of not just yourself, but all these people who are also being screwed. Your community who is going to miss out on... In this case, what, Georgia has four home games? Yeah. How much money do you think runs to Athens just in four home games, even at 20,000 people? But what I'm saying Millions. is it's easy for Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh or whoever else because they got the six, seven-year contract and the money attached to it. It's easy for them to do that. It's not easy for the player when he's got a limited amount of time in this No, in this and, and I'll tell you why he can't. Ryan Day is an employee of the university. He cannot Now, he can support his guys. He can't be the one to say these sorts of things. He can't do it. Same thing with Jim Harbaugh. Same thing with anybody else. But it's not going to kill his contract if he does. His, his guaranteed money is still guaranteed money. But the players are not employees of the university. They're going to be able to do these things. They're going to be the ones that are shielded from it. That's why I say, as, as much as I know you, the fact that it's political, and I know you hate that hate as we've it. been talking about it for a week, now you have to play politics against these people. Don't play the, I'm willing to take the risk. Oh, I'll just sign a waiver. Let's go win it for good old state. That's not what's going to get this thing done. You have to scare these people in their backyard in the way that they think. That's the only way to do it. I don't know how it can be. I don't. Know. By the I way, were you? Were, can I bring up another piece of yeah, disappointment? Yeah, that was too serious for my sick head. Were you? Uh, were you bummed about the Peachtree Road Race getting shut down for this year? Because I mean, you you did it last year. Okay, here's Sm- smokes and drinks and all. <laughs> here's the best thing about the peach tree, at least me, because I'm not a serious runner, as you can obviously tell by looking at me. Yeah, you're a fun runner. Yeah. Which, by the way, when you tweeted, like, I'm going to run along with Hoyt virtually last year. Did you see my numbers? Yeah, I did, douchebag. This wasn't about <laughs> you. It was about that Hoyt smoking and drinking all along the way. It not was, about it you was and support. your stupid number. No, it, it wasn't. Was support. It was you rubbing in your time. Anyways. The peach tree is about camaraderie, and look, like I like I look at it like the uh, Navy SEALs. Like you know what, this is hell, but we're all going through hell, and we're all going through it together. It's like two a days, you know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that we all come out of it. What was the, uh, was it the Junction Boys? Yeah, they all fought through it together. Exactly, and that's the idea of the peach tree. Like you know what, I got an eighty-year-old grandma over here. I got some kid in high school over here, but we're all going through this hell together, and it's like a it's like a walking party, basically. Eh, maybe slightly jogging party, but drinking, and I was the only one smoking, but drinking, smoking, <laughs> having a dip or whatever, like, that's the fun part of the peach tree, and you can't do that virtually. Is this the part you were mad at? Otherwise, it's just running, like, yeah, we get it. Your time was better than me. You did it in 42 minutes. I did it in like an hour, nine minutes, whatever. It's a five-mile run that I did in 42 minutes, and you were just like, son of a bitch. Yeah, you also ran at the beach. There are no hills at the beach. No, no, I did this in, in Alabama. It was... Yeah, because Alabama is such a rugged terrain out there. It was hot. Because <laughs> Georgia's not known for being hot it was on the very, 4th it was, of July. It was very hot. Alabama is flat. And I was running in an area that used to be swampland, because that's what they built the whole neighborhood on, so it's muggy, too. Yeah, because when I think swamps, I think of a lot of elevation changes, Los. Meanwhile, I'm going I was up like a the, mountain. I was like the Bear Grylls of that run that day. Like, I was just 
crossing over all this nasty swampland and everything else that, as, as, as a support for you. Yes, you're fighting off boa constrictors. I can't and- believe that almost, let's see, we're now a year and basically a month and a half removed from that. Uh-huh. And that's what you remember about that was yeah, you tweeting this. You rubbing it in my face. Hey, Hoyt, I'm here for moral support. By the way, here was my time. <laughs> Uh, okay, can I apologize to you? No, it's like it's like going I bought you a beer last week. That's my apology. It's like explaining to your wife, like, honey, I'm suffering labor pains too. I've been awake for two hours with you while you push this bowling ball out your vagina. I would like to apologize for me putting that bowling ball in your vagina. I'm going through this as well. I'm right here for you. I see your strain, and I am sorry. Now I'm going to go to the cafeteria and get something to eat. You stay here and push that thing keep, out. Keep pushing. <laughs> That's why they call it push presents. Although your wife never had to push. No, two C-sections. Just got a snip snip. Yeah, they basically just said, here, listen, we're going to cut open your stomach and pull out your guts, but you'll have a baby. What up? That's the way I would go, by the way. Like, if, would you if, rather- If you got pregnant? Yeah, you want them like zapping the kidney stone out or you want to pee that thing out on your own? Zap it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd rather you open me up and do Why do stuff. women give birth? Not like- I understand the the biology behind it, but why not? Why don't we just cut everybody up? I think there is a certain folklore to, oh, I experienced natural childbirth nah, without that. medication. I know they're all getting epidurals now, anyways. Yeah, but I think they do want that. Hey, I, I pushed a baby out. When you were in high school, did you have to watch that video? No, and I never would have watched it anyway. Really? Yeah. No, you had to watch it in health class. Everybody no, like, in Georgia it, it, had to watch it in eighth grade. I was not in Georgia. Was it the, was miracle, the miracle of birth, I no, believe? We never we never had anything along those lines I in think Texas. it was more along the lines of to scare like eighth grade and ninth grade girls into, hey, don't go spreading your legs right like, now. Have you ever seen the movie Alien or Aliens? <laughs> it's kind of like that. It comes out of your chest or your stomach and it eats up all your money. That's That's how they are. That's a good way to describe kids. All right, coming up next... We get into the fake liners that we fooled Matt and Chuck with. That's coming up next on the Audio Fun Bag. It's now time for a classic Audio Fun Bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. This is what Rude said the name of his group was. What did you call your group of friends when you were a kid? Your crew? I called them the clan. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa. That's not a word. How, 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 how did you smell that? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Um, I mean, okay, there's... Oh. My, no, there's no real way to... I inter- call them the clan. <laughs> interesting social circle. Oh. Welcome back. It's uh, Chapter 31 of the Audio Fun Bag Podcast, brought to you by Norman's Electronics and Hard Ice Vodka Freezies. So hard. This was a bit that we executed oh, you're going several right into years the bit, ago. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to go right into it because, you know, listen, Braves game's going to start eventually, right? I want to watch it. No, it's a rain delay. So this was a bit from a couple of years ago where, at the time, Brandon Adams was producing the Chuck Oliver Show. Which is now onto its fourth producer, third I think producer. So let's see. It was Brandon, then it was myself, now it's Dan. So it's three in like six years. He runs through those faster than I run through XY. Well, it's like you, you jump in, you do it, and you it's it's almost like a Vietnam tour. You put the work in and then they send you home. Did you get a badge at the end of it, like a little purple heart? Yeah, they they gave me the here son, welcome back. Here's some ice cream. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, thank you. Thank you for getting me back over to the fan. Um, yeah, so you, you put in your time, and then uh, and then you get back home. This is Brandon Adams' time, and this was also while Matt Chernoff had his NBC show before he killed the entire network. 
So everybody wrote up fake liners for the guys to do because you have to read liners. It's part of when you do a network show, you promote other uh, other networks that you're on. This is what it sounded like. It's time to tickle our audio fun bag and see what pops out. It's the audio fun bag exclusively on Chuck and Turnoff. Hi, Los. With your business name right here, the audio fun bag is the Kawhi Leonard of all six eighty the fan segments. All hey, right, Hoyt, guys. Hoyt buzz him. He got Kawhi in there. No, some I see, way, somehow. We, we got music playing. He can't do it. I'm I'm oh. safe right now. <laughs> I can say Kawhi, 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 Kawhi. Oh. Okay, so let's go ahead and start with this. Four pieces of audio in today's fun bag. We'll start with one Buck Blue, and this was actually a very funny deal that happened with Buck. I believe they were out at Twin Peaks, and Buck was bringing it back because John at the time was having to shake some hands and talk with a handful of people, and so Buck was bringing it out of break, and out of nowhere, well, something happened. It's the Buck and Kincaid Show, a good Friday. Hopefully you've got a big weekend planned. It's going to be a great one for you. We're at the Wild Wing. We are... Uh, Hanging out today, just loving it. Twin Here Peaks in downtown Buckhead. Buckhead. Twin Peaks and Buckhead. Looking for a good lunch spot today. Uh, sun shining in Buckhead. Twin Peaks. It happens. You forget where you're at sometimes, right? Uh, do you? Well, I mean. Do, do we have to put the city name on the back of his guitar now? So <laughs> When you're out and about as much as in B&K are like a rock band. They're out and about playing. Thank every, you, Akron. Every arena looks the same <laughs> night after night. I love you, Cleveland. He, you're in Denver. He's in Twin Peaks with like 30 girls walking around wearing Twin Peaks uniforms with named. Hey, I'm Susan from Twin Peaks. Let me let me defend Buck. I've seen Buck work. When he gets into a show, he's in a zone, right? So he doesn't like it's white noise. He clears the mechanism, so he doesn't know what's going on around him. He's focused on the show, so it happens to the best of his bucks. Okay, so where where do you come up with Wild Wing then? Um, we were going to be out at the Wild Wing Cafe the next day. Uh, he had a promo for that. There you go. Thank you, Carlos. We, Hooters. Yeah, yeah. No, yep. we're at Hooters. We're not at Hooters. It's Hooters. Hooters? Ho- Hooters with an H. Hooters H. Cooters. <laughs> Apparently everybody's made that mistake in the past like two months or so. All right, so next piece of audio. This happened uh, during Sandra Golden, one of her Carithers reads. And, you know, she's very close with those people. She gets a chance to talk about their place all the time and obviously the great stuff they're able to do with their flowers. But it was really funny. I think because they were doing so much NFL draft talk, suddenly she mixed up the name of where they're actually located at. Carithers Flowers, 40 years in business, family owned right there in Mariota. <laughs> also known as Mariota. Marcus Mar- Mariota. What? Where is <laughs> That's right. I just called Mariota, Georgia. Uh, right there, family owned. They're awesome. Uh, 404. Uh, I'm all flustered now. 770 When you mention Sandra or Marcus Mariota, you'll get a discount. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that, too, now, because as soon as I heard that and as soon as everyone starts, you know, immediately sending me the tweets, I start going, Marietta, <laughs> Mariota. It's not a lot different. So, I like, like, Franklin Road is now in Mariota. Right. The big chicken is right there <laughs> Mariota. Mariota. Dave and Buster's in Gwinnett <laughs> or Mariota. Or you could maybe take a trip out to Winston. Uh, all right. The best part of this audio fun bag, we actually don't even have a Steak Shapiro section because he's, he's on vacation. Oh. So we don't have anything. I bet he's at like a Motel oh, wait, 6 wait, wait, or something. Wait a minute. How is him being on vacation different than most other weeks? Oh, would you? What, because he's not doing the show? He's not here to defend himself. Don't don't take shots when somebody's not here. Don't be you. Is that so what like, Matt always tells you? Thank you. Don't be you. Like one day a week I can take a shot then, right? He, um, he's got a full plate. <laughs> Does he? 
Full plate. Well, yes. speaking of full plates. That's not full of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not full of the front row. He's on a roll. you got to get over that. Uh, okay, so speaking of who uh, has a full plate, one person on this show happens to have a nationally syndicated sports talk show on the NBC Sports Radio and Network. will not stop talking about that it. My gosh. True. Yes, I hate when that guy brings up his national radio show every Saturday morning. Night now, is, is, that, is that you, Chuck? I don't want a nationally syndicated show. Because it's not me. And I, I know me. I know Hoyt produces one, but it's not. Hoyt, is that you? 111 markets now. We just had it 111. Well, this is the best part about when you're in 111 markets because you have to do radio liners for multiple markets. Talking about your show coming up. Hey, right. you can listen to me in this. Well, Matt had his weekly markets that he had to do his liners for. And uh, let's just say we dropped in a few for him. Hey, this is host name. Hey, Matt Chardoff from ABC Sports Radio is the opening drive. Make sure to catch every Chicago Cubs game on your home for the Cubs. Is, is that actually a good station? No, it's Decatur. Never mind. Hey, this is Matt Chernoff from NBC Sports Radio's opening drive. Make sure to catch every Chicago Cubs game on your home for Cubs baseball. 93.1, the party. Decatur Sports Station. Hey, this is Matt Chernoff from NBC Sports Radio's opening drive. Once you find your car for... What? Sorry, get rid of that. Hey, this is Matt Chernoff from NBC Sports Radio's Opening Drive. Once you find your car from the night before and apologize to your wife, you can listen to me right here on 93.1 The Party, Decatur Sports Station. Hey, this is Matt Chernoff from NBC Sports Radio's Opening Drive. Cure your sports hangover and gain back your family's love with me every Saturday right here on 93.1 The Party, Decatur Sports Station. Oi. <laughs> really? Do I have to do these other ones? This is what my life's become. Those, hey, those. this is Matt Chernoff from NBC Sports Radio's Opening Drive. Wake and bakes are fun, but they're even better when listening to the Morning Zoo with Larry and Fletch in the morning on the Animal 890. Did you write that? This is Matt Chernoff from NBC Sports Radio's Opening Drive. Stay out of those Indian casinos instead. This is not real. Why are you doing this to me? Finally, you catch on. Come on I'm not doing this. Stay out of the Indian casinos. Good thing I pre-read those. Yeah, so that was... Uh, Finally, can I, you can, first can, of all, let, uh, me t- let me tell you. Uh-huh. You need to be professional and take these seriously. Right, but let me defend myself. In all honesty, I'm giving these things. NBC sends me these things weekly. And Los, I'm not making this up. They send me these things weekly. This so, is not real. Hold on. Hoyt, doesn't, Hoyt says to me, this is, this is Rich. Hoyt says, you got some new liners. NBC sent you some stuff. So that's nothing new. So I figure, all right, we got some new. Your sports hangover when you find your car, <laughs> I didn't, find the Cubs. I did, he set me up because I didn't read them until we get in the room. And I start reading them. I'm like, what the hell is you, this? You, I figured some intern is writing these at these stations. No, you need to be a professional and take these seriously. And then, Stay you know what? Take Indian casinos. <laughs> I was, how about you take two seconds and pre-read them I, before you just start? Because I've, I've done a million of those before, so I figured these were just another one. Hoyt set me up. So thank you, Hoyt. You did good. I didn't catch on. The wake a, and bake started to get me a little. a bad job. Was, you. It was an awful job. This well, is not real. Well, speaking of uh, not real and a bad job, uh, there's somebody who has a regional sports uh, sports show. Uh, it, it, Matt, is that you? No, I've never. At least the good news is nobody talks about it. It's, so it's, not, it's not Hoyt. It's, it's not me. myself. It's me. It's oh. me. It's me. And I just did it a couple hours ago, and it was awesome. So you also, as of this week, you were doing liners as you're supposed to do for well, all of your on. markets. Don't play these. Well, wait, you did this? No, no, I didn't do these. Whoa, whoa, what? These are awesome. Here we go. The Vols are loaded and ready to get back on top in 2015. Hear me talk about them every day on the Chuck Oliver Show. 
Hey, Columbus, whether you yell Go Dogs or War Eagle, you can yell it with me every day on the Chuck Oliver Show, only on 1270 AM. Attention, Jackson, you can now get your college football talk on WJMS from me, Chuck Oliver. We're Mississippi's sports leader, the South that didn't surrender. (laughs) Well, it is Mississippi. Maybe put a fiddle in the background or trumpet. Yeah, wow. We're the South. Okay. Hey, Savannah, the Chuck Oliver Show is here. We're talking college football every day in the city. In the city too nice for Sherman to burn. We're talking college football every day in the city too nice for Sherman to burn. Okay. (laughs) This is Chuck Oliver, and I'm proud to be on Selma's home for college football. W-A-L-X Selma. Things are better here now. (laughs) Things are better here now? Is that one of theirs, or is this something John Napolitano came up with? I ain't saying things are better here now. That's the audio fun bag. Wait a minute. You have nerve. You criticized me, and I caught on. That was different. Things are better here now? The city, Sherman, didn't have what to burn down? Too nice to burn. Too nice to burn. Very good. And what happened, though? I was like, are you sure? You already read it there, Ron Burgundy. Things are better here now. (laughs) The South that didn't surrender. The South that didn't surrender. And, and you know what I did? Uh, I made him bring up the station. Well, I was like, there's no way this is right. Oh, thank you. That's when the Wake and Bake set me off in the Indian <laughs> casino thing. It's good to see these Native guys. Native American casino. I know. I was like, somebody wrote that in a liner for me to Be read? Be respectful. Thank you, uh, Lowson Hoyt. Stay out of those Indian casinos. You guys did good. You did very good. There's the audio fun back. Good times, huh? We never took it as far as BA. Like, we obviously came up with Matt's liners, and it was like, uh, wake up from your wake and bake. Wake and bake. Yeah, we throttled back. And BA is like, you know what's funny? Racism. (laughs) (laughs) BA wanted Chuck to sound as terrible as possible, (laughs) which I'm not going to say his motivations behind that, but he loved every moment of it. BA or Chuck? B.A. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like he wrote that, and he thought, this idiot read that exactly the way I wrote it. So what people don't know, I guess, about that bit is... is B.A. Hit, hates Chuck? Oh, no, I think that comes through with the liners. Oh, that he okay. Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> How can I get him fired and take over his show? I know. I'll get him to talk about Selma. What they don't know is we can dial up different studios into our main studio. And we don't have to put it on the air, but I can dial up... The Braves room, which we're in one room. We're in Chuck's studio right now. I can dial up the Braves room. I can dial up the X studio. I can dial up 680, and I can listen into other studios. So when Chuck went in to do his liners in Jenner's room, there are things that were left on the cutting room floor of Chuck saying that that we were like, B.A., this is maybe too abrasive. Maybe you shouldn't have written this one. Where I think Chuck actually catches on. You can hear Jenner's in the background, but listening to Chuck read those live, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you piss yourself? Yeah, it was really funny. And, and such good, a bit. good job for Jenner's, by the way. Jenner's doesn't get enough credit, because if you listen to when Matt's recording the liners with me, I'm losing it in the background. Right. Jenner's is playing the straight man of like, well, I guess what they sent. Yeah, I mean, these are just the liners that they said. I mean, Selma things are better or here. Or the South that won't, the South that didn't surrender. And it's the way that Chuck, the South that didn't surrender. Like, he's so proud of himself while he's reading it at that point. <laughs> I love the whole, like, things are better here. Now. Things are better here. I'm not going to say things. I'm, some, like, I'm like, too bad, you already did. Is that something they wrote, or are we just Napoleon 
Napolitano write this. <laughs> things are better here now. I ain't saying things are better here now. Every single time somebody drives through Selma or I see Selma, just immediately, things are better here now. Is that bad that like, oh God, I'm taking this to the wrong place. When John Lewis passed away and they started doing a lot of things on like, Selma, that's immediately <laughs> that's what he went to. That's the first thing that jumps into my mind. Yes, that's how, how this radio station, this radio show, this podcast, everything else... Pollutes your head? Pollutes your head. I, I don't say bye to anybody anymore. <laughs> okay, bye. Or even like from Frozen, I'll be like, okay, bye. bye. Like Those are the only two byes I have for anybody. Hope you find <laughs> your dad. Or, hey, where's your dad at? Like, that's... That is part of my Mooney. Mooney Ham has never left my lexicon. Where's your dad at? <laughs> I am still curious when someone dies. It must like, be sucks to you. That's mine. When someone dies, like, all right. So we have a, is it Mike Slive? Yeah, Mike yeah. Slive, commissioner of SEC who passed. We have a drop of him, and I don't think, I, I think I've played it once because Chuck referenced it. Do you play dead people drop? Like, if Mooney died in a car accident, and we love you, Mooney, and everything else, I hope you don't die. Do I play Where's Your Dad at after that? I think we still have to hold on to it. Oh, no, I'm not deleting I mean, could it. You, could you imagine I that? I don't hit delete on it. At some point, there's going to come a time where he got stung by a bee. Yeah, or it's going to die. Or, or testing. Because <laughs> anytime we bring up any kind of testing with a team, you immediately hit testing. 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 Te- they're testing for COVID testing. testing. But can you play the drop after someone dies? And you've been in this industry longer than me. Hell, you brought drops to Atlanta. Yeah. Can you play a drop of somebody? Not like... I think Whitey Ford or one of the Domino interviews, like the guy's dead now. Is it Whitey Ford or Don Larson? Don, Don Larson, Larson, who's passed away, we... And I still play those. That I'm fine with that because I had no connection with that person. But like, if Mooney dies, can I play Where's Your Dad At? Because he is a close person that we have a connection with. But Steve West. If Steve West passes, do I play 404-231-1680? 404 231 that's that's my iconic Steve West. And I just know. Like, like, I'm gonna slow this thing down for a moment. Do you play it as an homage to that person, or do you just stop playing? Okay, let's. Is it respectful to still play stuff that's funny if the person's passed? Let me be transparent. I don't play Ray Mariner anymore. I don't play Christopher Rude anymore. They haven't passed, but you also kind of treat it. I don't play Perry drops anymore. Can, can I tell you what? You don't know about this because I put the pre-show together. You know which one aired today? No. Is it a rude one? Is it yeah. the Cameron Maben? No. Oh. It's what his family, what his friends were known oh, the as. Clan? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Which is where the original oh. oh yeah, where the Domino oh came from. It was from Rude saying they was like, Yeah, what was your group of friends? And they all went kind of around the circle. Oh, we called ourselves the whatever boys, or we called ourselves this. And Rude just goes, We called ourselves the clan. Oh. <laughs> it was like like, oh my God. <laughs> why, why why would you do that? Which is which explains though, I don't play the rude part of it anymore. We Play the I just play the Domino part. Oh, now, could you imagine if if the heart attack had killed Domino? <laughs> would you still do the? Oh, I couldn't do that. Can I? I don't know. I don't know the answers. Here's the thing: we're gonna have to kill somebody on 680. We're gonna have to see somebody go just to figure out. It, can we do it? Is it respectful? I mean, we've got Don Larson drops. Can't hear you. You still play those, but I don't know. I don't have a personal connection. Right. With him. You didn't work with him, so you play. Can't hear you. You speak up a little louder. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Take uh, take everybody home. I don't want to. I feel sick. Stupid sickness. Oh, get the good sniffle in there. That was a good one. Shiny, happy people, Thompson. I don't know the word.